discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. So I'm sharing on Jesus Christ, our high priest, which is his present day ministry at the right hand of the Father. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11. But Christ, being come and high priest of good things to come, Jesus clearly, there are too many scriptures I can show you that shows that Jesus is high priest. Clear. Okay? But Christ, being come and high priest of good things to come, he's a high priest of good things. Wow! Jesus is a high priest of good things. I'll show you who the high priest is very soon. But Christ being come an high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is to say, not of this building. You see, in the Old Testament, there was um, Moses was shown by God when he went to wait on God for 40 days and 40 nights. God called for him to give him the law. One of the things he gave to him, apart from the, the Ten Commandments, was that he showed him a pattern of how things were done in the holy, the heavenlies, okay? How things, the order of things in heaven. Hallelujah. Look at chapter 8, verse 1. Go to Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1. Now, the things which you have spoken, this is the sum. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. Next verse. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord preached, and not man. So the Lord has a sanctuary. That is not a human being that did. What, the, what human beings did, what Moses was led to do, was actually a part, was patterned after what he saw in the, in, the, in the mountain. God told him, see that you do everything according to the pattern which was shown thee in the mount. Exodus 25, verse 40. And look that thou make them after their pattern, which was shown thee in the mount. So God showed Moses a pattern that was existing. He showed him an architectural drawing of an existing building that was not earthly, it was heavenly. Are you seeing it? And then Moses did that earthly one. He did an earthly building. So the earthly building had, which was a type of the heavenly building, had an outer court. There was a place called the outer court. Then there's another place called the holy place. Then there's another place called the holy of holies. The outer court had something called the uh, altar of uh, sacrifice, okay? Or the, the brazen altar, the place where fire was set and all the animals that were used to um, purge the sins of Israelites and all of that, at for, atone for their sins and all of that, was found. There was an altar in the, in the outer court. There was an altar like that, an altar of uh, a brazen altar or an altar of sacrifice, Okay? Then, in that same holy place, when you go forward a little, there was a basin, a bowl of water. It's called the lava, the brazen lava. Okay? It was a bowl, big bowl, 
that had that was was made with the inside was made with mirror with mirrors the whole of the bowl was made with mirrors the inside was made with mirrors and then water was kept in it for the priest to clean himself and clean his legs because there was no carpet in the outer court the outer court had sand so if he's going to go inside to the holy place he needs to clean himself and after he has done the sacrifices with the blood because it was a blood a bloody scene at the the, the brazen altar, you kill animals there and you sample them, you cut them, you take the entrails, you take the fat, everything, you burn the, the animal on the brazen altar. The, the smell smokes, uh, goes up to the Lord, the Lord smells it and then he forgives sins and does all kinds of things. And then after you put oh, the blood, everything, you come and come and wash yourself in the brazen lava. Now, all these things have a very powerful meaning. After this series, I'm going to talk to you about how Christ represents all these things. Yes, because all these things were Jesus Christ. But today I want to talk to you about the high priestly ministry of Jesus Christ. Okay, so that is it. What you are seeing on the screen is the, you see the first thing that you see is a big altar. Yeah, so the first one is the altar that, for the burning. The second one, you see the animals there. The second one is the, the lava. Then you see that there's another portion that is covered with a certain cloth. That portion that is covered with the, the cloth is the holy is divided into two the holy place and the holy of holies when you enter the holy place you see three things there on your right you see a table a table that has bread on it and has plates forks and spoons nobody eats it every day the priest comes to change it and brings new plates a new bread and fork let me explain that one to you that is the call of god for us to eat with him to eat the show bread is actually christ it's called a show it's for sure it's a bread for show it's a bread that is not, it's a bread for show. That's why it's called show bread. Okay, to show you who Christ is. So that's the word. The word of God shows you who Christ is. Your job is to come and eat who Christ is. As you eat who Christ is, you become more, more expressive of who he is. Wow, it's amazing. That's on the right. Then on the left, you see another thing there. You see another thing there called the, the candlestick or the menorah. It was, it was basically... Uh, uh, a torchlight that had seven outlets with seven lamps on it that was lighted because the whole place is dark i mean you can't see anything without that light you can't see anything anywhere so the menorah was on the was on the left it had the light so that's what that's the only thing that gives you light in the holy place it also has a meaning Jesus is the only one. That's a, actually, it's actually a reflection of the Spirit. It's, he's the only one who can give you light in this dark world. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He's the only one who gives you light. Without him, you can't see anything. Hey. So you need the Holy Spirit. You need the light in order to be able to eat the word well. Before you open your Bible, talk to the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can lead you to the word. The light, without the light, you can't eat. Are you saying it? Before God said, let there be light. What did he do? The Holy Spirit was brooding upon the face of the earth. So the Holy Spirit needs to brood before the word is spoken or before the word comes to you. You need the light to be able to eat. Then there was another one. Another, just in front of him is another altar called the altar of incense. That one, you don't bring blood. Only incense is what is put there in that place. Okay? It presents the prayers of the saints and the worship of the saints. Anyway, that's also another thing. Then there was a thick cutting between cutting the holy, holy of holies from the holy place. Now, all these things... The whole thing, this was a physical thing that was here that Moses did. God showed him what to do. 
but this was actually a, a physical representation of the spiritual sanctuary that was in heaven. And the physical, the, this physical tabernacle, when it was finished, Aaron was called by God. Hebrews chapter 5. Look at Hebrews chapter 5. Let's read from verse uh, 2. Hebrews 5, 2. Who can have come? Let's read from verse 1 so it makes more, more sense, okay? For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Next verse. Who can have, an, a high priest must have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way, for that he himself is compassed with infirmity. Next verse. And by reason hereof, he ought as for the people, so also for himself, to offer for sins. The high priest also has problems, so he must offer sins for himself before he can offer for the people. <laughs> Next verse. And no man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. He says, no man takes this honor of high priest upon himself, but he that God, he that is called of God, as was Aaron. Aaron was called of God to do this particular service. After a fiscal tabernacle was put in place, God chose Aaron and his children to be high priests. Okay? And he chose another tribe called the tribe of Levi to help Aaron and his sons to offer sacrifices and do all the things that needed to be done in the tabernacle, the physical tabernacle, in order for, for, for Israel's sins to be covered, for them to be the people of God every year. So once every year, the high priest will, will come with two, he will sacrifice for himself first of all to make himself pure. He, you remember, he needs, he needs to be made pure, so he has to kill an animal for himself and burn and all of that for God to accept him. After he's accepted on that level, there's another level where he needs to be accepted properly at the Holy of Holies where the Ark of Covenant was. Okay? It's also called the, the, okay, it's fine. The Ark of Covenant was. Now, when he comes, he puts his hands, there are two goats, or two lambs that are brought. The first lamb, okay, the, so both one lamb here, another lamb here, then they do, they cast lots. C, 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 Nanako, ta, ta, how do you, is there any way uh, we say that in English, anything? Twinkle, 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 by the fire. Ah, then it falls on this one. This, if it falls on this one, this one is chosen to be the Lamb of God that will be killed and its blood taken into the Holy of Holies. Okay? The one that was not chosen will be used as the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So, the sin of Israel at that particular time. So two, two lambs. One is killed and taken into the Holy of Holies. The other one, the blood is taken into the Holy of Holies. The other one is not killed. He's taken, he's, so what, this, this, this is what happens to the other one. The high priest will lay his hands on the, this other one. Okay. And he will confess all the, his sins and all the sins of Israel. Brother Jeremiah stole Brother Isaiah's wife last two months. We speak it now. It's inside you, Mr. Lamb. They will, speak, they, will, they will speak all the sins of the people into that particular lamb. Can you imagine? So the, the sin is transferred by touch. They touch and speak. So touching and speaking is a very important thing. They touch and speak. After they are touched and, touched and spoken, they, they transfer all the sin. So that is a sin lamb, the sin goat. A strong man takes that goat and takes the goat into a, the wilderness. Out, it takes it outside of the camp of Israel. As the lamb is, the, the goat is going, they know that their sin is going away. Do you see? And the strong man takes him into the wilderness, and that goat is torn into pieces by wild beasts. 
It doesn't survive. It's torn into pieces by wild beasts. That represents the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of Israel. Do you get it? The other lamb, all this is in, is in Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 14, chapter 16, all over. You can read from 40, chapter 11, all the way, and you'll see what I'm talking about, okay? The other one, okay, the priest will come and come and lay his hands on it. And when he lays his hands on it, the innocence of the lamb, the lamb has not done anything. It's not stolen anybody's anything. He will lay his hands on that lamb, and the lamb's innocence will be transferred to him. For him to be innocent. And the blood of that innocent lamb is taken into the Holy of Holies. If that blood is... So they take it, the high priest will go. And when the high priest, the high priest is he's going in fear because as he's going, anything can happen. Maybe he didn't do something right. And he'll, he'll be that. He'll be... He'll be... He'll be... He'll be, <laughs> he'll be died. <laughs> he'll die. He'll be killed. It'll be a pure typical diamond. And if he dies... If the high priest should die in front of God, it means that all of Israel are in trouble. All of them, they are not forgiven and they are all going to die. So when the high priest is going, everybody is praying. Everybody is waiting to see if God will say, I've covered your sin for one year. It's called atonement. Their sin was covered for one year. So the high priest will go, when us is going, they put a rope around his waist. Because if he should die in the Holy of Holies, nobody can go there to go and bring him. And God does not like dead things. When he's dead in there, it's even worse. Everybody will be, everybody will be a problem. Because nobody can go in there and go for him, they tie a rope around his waist and keep the rope, the other end of the road, outside. So if he should fall dead, they'll just pull him out and try and see what else they can do. And as he's going, they keep bells around his dress to hear that he's alive. Because as he's moving, the bells will be ringing. Crying, crying. So that everybody outside will be aware that Charlie, the guy, he's surviving. It will bring hope to everybody. Hey! That was what was happening. So you go into the Holy of Holies after he had done so many things. When he goes, he will sprinkle the blood of the innocent lamb on the altar, on the Ark of Covenant. The Ark of Covenant had, a, had, an, had a, a, a table on it where two cherubims were seated looking, into, looking onto it. The cherubims inspect, those are the, they are called the eyes of God. They, they inspect the holiness and the blamelessness of the blood that has come. Thoroughly. When they inspect and they notice that it is okay, the blood is okay, then the, the Lord will say, you are, you are finished, you are done for this year, you are okay for this year. Then the high priest will come. When the high priest comes out of the Holy of Holies and he comes out of the outer court, he, the first words he will say is, it is finished. Are you seeing Jesus inside there somewhere? He will say it is finished. Or tetelestai, the, the Hebrew word is tetelestai. He will say tetelestai. When he says tetelestai, everybody, just like the way you clap, everybody will be shouting, hey! One year! One year of mercy! Charlie, baby, let's go! <laughs> they will start fooling around because they, they couldn't keep the law. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So God was covering their sins every year by the blood of goats and cows. Now, when Jesus came on the scene, when Jesus came, the day he was baptized, now remember, Jesus is not high priest. He's not, he, Jesus is not from the tribe of Levi to become priest and hence high priest. So how could he have become priest? Do you see? Three things happened at his baptism. 
So in, in Matthew chapter 3, we see Jesus being baptized in, 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 uh, in Luke chapter 3, we see Jesus being baptized, okay? Then came Jesus from Galilee, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. Then came Jesus from Galilee to Jordan to be baptized, to John to be baptized. Uh, but John forbade him. So John knew who he was. He said, no, 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 no. I can't baptize you. You have to baptize me. I have need to be baptized of thee. And comes down to me. Why are you coming to me? And Jesus answered him and said, Suffer it to be so, verse 15. Now, for thus it be, hope it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. So Jesus said, Allow, Charlie, allow. You need to baptize me. I'm not the one to baptize. John, John said that a greater than I is coming after me, whose shoes I can't, whose shoelace I can't untie. Even shoelace, I'm not ready to untie his shoelace. Meaning I'm not even ready to be a servant. Do you get it? Uh-huh. But, so John knew who, who Jesus was. He knew Jesus is God. And he said, I'm not even worthy. So when Jesus came to be baptized, he said, please, baptize me. Then Jesus said, please, allow, suffer it to be so, so that we can, it is on us to fulfill all righteousness. Now, the all righteousness is what I'm coming to talk to you about. It's be, it behoves us. Eh? It behoves us. It's upon us to fulfill all righteousness. Now, what was going to be happen when John lays his hands on Jesus? Because John, John the Baptist, eh? He was Jesus' cousin. His auntie was from, uh, his uncle was a Levite. Jesus' uncle, who was John the Baptist's father, Zachariah, was a Levite. Remember, he was even doing the service in the holy place when the angel showed up and told him about the birth of his son, if you remember. So John the Baptist, because his father, the way you become a priest in the Old Testament is by being born by a priest. So Zachariah gave birth to John the Baptist, and because he's John the Baptist's son, he also became a priest. Just that because the sanctuary of the old had become so corrupted, the Pharisees had taken over, God had left the sanctuary already. So John ministered, did not minister in that sanctuary, he ministered in the wilderness. And everybody went to him. So John was a high priest, he was a priest. And a high priest at that, in God's eyes. So when Jesus came and he baptized him, as soon as he laid, when you're baptizing somebody, you have to hold the person. You don't baptize yourself. You don't go into the place and you do this, and you enter the room, you come back. Ah, I'm baptized. No. A priest needs to hold you and put you inside the water and bring you out. You get it? When Jesus held, when John held Jesus and put him into the water and brought him out, he laid hands on him and transferred. So, three things were transferred. The first thing was that Jesus, remember, the high priest has to lay hands on the goat that is going to be taken into the wilderness to be torn. It's called the sin, the sin goat, the sin offering, the one, the goat that, the scapegoat, rather, the scapegoat. Do you remember? John chapter 1. Let's read verse 32. John 1, 32. And John Berecourt saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. Next verse. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. Next verse. And I saw in Berechot that this is the Son of God. Verse 35. Again, so after he had baptized Jesus, who is a, he, he knew that this was the Son of God, the next day, John stood and two of his disciples, 29. He says, the next day, after the baptism, the, no, the next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him. So Jesus was coming to John. And saith, Behold, the Lamb of God when he saw Jesus, he said, Behold, look at the Lamb of God that does what? Taketh away the sin of the world. Who is this Lamb? This is the scapegoat. Have you seen it? Yeah. So Jesus, after 
John the Baptist is the high priest. So after he laid hands on him, in the baptism, the next day when he saw him, he said that this is the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. So Jesus was made the Lamb of God. He qualified to be the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, like the scapegoat. So because of Jesus, it, this, our sin is taken away. Then go to verse 35. He saw him again. That same day. He says, again, the next day after. So the second, the day after, the second day. The next day after, John stood and two of his disciples. So John was, was the two of his disciples. And he saw, they, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saw Jesus passing by. He said, behold, the Lamb of God. Who is the Lamb of God? The Lamb of God is the one that, the other one that the innocence is transferred to. And whose, land, whose blood is taken into the Holy of Holies. Are you saying it? Uh -huh. So Jesus is the Lamb of God whose blood absorbs us of sin and all problems. Revelation chapter 1. Look at Revelation chapter 1 verse 4. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace be unto you and peace from, God, from him which is and which was and which is to come. And the seven spirits which are before his throne. Next verse. And from Jesus Christ, who is a faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. You see, he washed us from our sins in his own blood. His blood is what makes us accepted. I don't forget it. So his blood was what was taken into the Holy of Holies for us to be absolved of sin and declared righteous. Go to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 and 12. How did Jesus become our high priest? But Christ, being come an high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle. That's what I just explained to you. Not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Next verse 12. And neither by the blood of goats and cows. Jesus did not go into the heavenly holy of holies with the blood of goats and cows. But by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, which is the one above. Having obtained eternal redemption for us. He went in to obtain something called eternal redemption for us. And he took his own blood. Why? Because he's the Lamb of God. Is what? The Lamb of God. So after John the Baptist laid hands on him, Jesus became number one, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And number two, he became the Lamb of God whose blood is used to take, to wipe away sin and get us what? Clean and righteous. Please, you understand? The third thing that happened or that was transferred to Jesus when John the Baptist laid his hand on him was the priesthood. The priesthood was transferred from John the Baptist from the Levitical priesthood to the Melchizedek priesthood. Ish. So that Jesus became a high priest by virtue of the laying on of hands of John the Baptist. He transferred that priesthood because the Levitical priesthood had come to its end. It couldn't go. There was no way it could go into heaven. And Jesus is from the tribe of Judah. The tribe of Judah is not the one that is made uh, priests. It's the tribe of Levi that are made priests. So how come someone who's of the tribe of Judah became a high priest? Because the one from the tribe of Levi gave him the rights. Are you in the church? Yeah. And if you've read about Melchizedek, the Bible says that the Melchizedek has no father, no mother. Have you read it before? Yeah. Let's go for it and read it. Hebrews chapter 7. Let's read from verse uh, 3. From verse 1. 1. Okay, from verse 1. It's verse 3, but let's read from verse 1. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. Next verse. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. He says, this, high, this priest of God, when Abraham met him, he gave him a tenth of all. He gave him tithes. First being, by interpretation, interpretation the uh, king of righteousness. And after that also, king of Salem, which is king of peace. 
So Melchizedek represents a priesthood that brings righteousness and peace. Are you in the church? Not a, not a priesthood that brings covering of sins for one year. Righteousness, he brings righteousness, not covering of sin for one year. He brings righteousness, which is the opposite of sin, and brings peace. Okay, next verse. Verse 3. Then it says, without father. It was without father, without mother, without descent. Having neither days, beginning of days, nor end of life. So people read this and say that Melchizedek was, uh, he, was he was God. Melchizedek was actually a human being that existed. He had a father, he had a mother, he had everything. What they are trying to tell you is that his descent was not from the Levitical priesthood. If you are a high priest and your descent is not from the Levitical priesthood, you are described as not having father or mother and without descent. Because you needed, you needed to have mother and father from the tribe of Levi in order to be a priest. Melchizedek did not have mother or father from the tribe of Eli, uh, Levi, but was a priest. Just like Jesus did not have mother or father from the tribe of Levi, but became a priest. His priesthood is after the order of those whose father and mother do not come from Levi. Are you seeing it? Yeah. Having neither father or mother, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, his priesthood does not end. Are you seeing it? His priesthood does not begin on this earth. And that's the priesthood of Jesus. Okay? But made like unto the Son of God. He's not God. He says he's made like unto the Son of God. Abided the priest continually. And Jesus is made a priest after the order of Melchizedek, not after the order of Aaron or of Levi. Please, are you saying it? Yes. So go to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 20. Wow. Hmm. Let's read from verse 18 to 20. It says that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Verse 19. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entered into that veil, that within the veil, wherein, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So that priesthood is a priesthood that is forever. Not for a time. The Levitical priesthood was for a time. The Melchizedek, Melchizedek uh, whatever. Priesthood is forever. And Jesus was made a priest after that order. So that's how Jesus became a high priest. So when Jesus died, when he died, Jesus died as the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. And he, rose, he also died as a Lamb of God whose blood brings and absorbs us of sin. And when he rose up from the dead, he rose up from the dead as high priests. With his own blood and went into the heavenly holy of holies, where the sanctuary that Moses took the type from, and went to sacrifice his own blood for us to be declared not guilty. So this is the this is the high priestly ministry of Jesus Christ. Go back to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 and 12. Fine. It says, Neither let's read from verse 11, so it's, it's nicer. But Christ being come, Christ has come as an high priest of good things to come. By a greater and more perfect tabernacle. So the, the sacrifice we have, we are, uh, that has been made for us, is not like, it's, it cannot be like the Old Testament only. Greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is to say, not of this building. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. So Jesus is a sacrifice, he's the offerer, and he's the high priest. Can you imagine? <laughs> 
neither by the blood of goats and cows, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place. For what purpose? Why did he enter into the, the holy place once? He entered to obtain something called eternal redemption for us. But the first high priestly role of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is to attain, obtain eternal redemption for us. To obtain what? Eternal. eternal redemption. What it means is that now he has obtained a redemption that has nothing to do, that cannot be, this offering cannot be offered every day, every time. The old one needed to be offered once every year, but this one he has, he has, he has offered once and for all. Jesus obtained eternal redemption for us, once and for all. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 and 12, I just read it to you. He took away the nature of sin. Jesus took away what? The nature of sin. That is how he obtained eternal redemption for us. Go to, we are in chapter 9 now. Go to verse 24 to 26. 24. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands. Do you agree? He's not entered into what? For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands. Because the holy places made with hands. What Moses did. And what Solomon did. They were all holy places, but they were made with hands, human hands. He says, Christ has not entered into a place, holy place, made with hands, which are the figures or types of the true. But he has gone into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God for us. In Luke, you will see Jesus in John chapter 20. Eh? If you read John 20 from verse 11, you will see Mary Madeline meeting Jesus. And when he met Jesus, Jesus said, don't touch me. Mary stood without a without sepulchre weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre. Go to verse 15. Jesus saith unto her, so Jesus saw her, and when Jesus saw her, he saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Say, if thou have borne him hence, if you have borne my Savior somewhere else, tell me where you have taken him, so that I will take him away. Then Jesus saith unto her, Mary. Jesus called her with the voice that she knew, and said, Mary. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. She recognized and realized, that's the master. She thought he was the gardener. But when Jesus spoke his, with his real, his actual voice, she was like, it's, it's you. And she attempted to touch him. Jesus said unto her, touch me not, because she attempted, she was going to touch him. Jesus said, don't touch me, touch me not. Why, why are you not supposed to touch me? For I am not yet ascended to my father. I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto him, I ascend unto my father and your father and to my God and your God. Now, when the high priest is going into the Holy of Holies to go and, ask, to go and sacrifice, nobody must touch him. He can, he, nobody, not even the wife can touch him. Nobody can touch him. So Jesus had his blood at this time and was ascending to the heavenly Holy of Holies to go and do his high priestly service. So he told Mary, don't touch me. Right? On the, in the same day, he came back and returned, after he had done the sacrifice, returned and was with his disciples. He appeared unto his disciples. And he, said, he told his disciples, they thought he was a ghost. They said, he, said, he told them, handle me. That's in Luke. Luke chapter 24, verse 39. He appeared to them the same day. He appeared to them, behold my hands and my feet, that it is I, myself. Handle me. This time he told them, handle me and see, for a spirit has not flesh and bones as you see me have. Why did he tell Mary not to touch him the first time? Because he was now ascending into the heavenly holy of holies with his own blood. For what purpose? To obtain eternal redemption. Go back to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24. Hey. For Christ is not entered into the holy, holy. Jesus said, eh? that's why we must, we must serve Jesus uh, with all of our lives. Every day when you wake up, get to know him more and more and more. The things he has done, eh, you have no idea. 
Yes, I'm, I'm trying to make Jesus popular for you by teaching you these things. So you know who he is and what he has done for you. So when you are worshipping, you can understand. Hey, some of the things will come. Eternal redemption has been obtained for me. By who? Not by my mother or my father. Or by my beloved or my boyfriend or my husband. Or by my children. But by someone called Jesus Christ. Therefore, I will live for him all the rest of my life. Not heaven, whatever, earthly ones, but into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God for us. Next verse. He appeared in the presence of God. He did everything for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often. As the high priest entered into the holy place every year with, the, with, with blood of others, goats and cows. That was what was happening in the Old Testament. The high priest would enter every year, once every year. But Jesus went in once. Once. Not with the blood of others, but with his own blood. Next verse, verse 26. For then must he have often suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world, has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So by the, he has appeared to, to put away sin. Not sins, sin. You see, if Jesus had only died for sins, this is, he's called, this is the nature of sin. He's talking about the, there are two types of sin. There's, there's, there's the nature of sin and the fruit of sin. If Jesus had died for only the fruits of sin, he would have done a cost 90 job. He died for the sin, the nature. He took away the seed, the, the, the roots, the tree, everything away. He appeared once. Eh? Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. But now once in the end of the world has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So he's taking away sin. He's, high, he's a high priest that has taken away sin and has sat down. To help those he took away, took the sin away from to go forward. Yes, he's taking away sin. Apart from taking away the nature of sin, he also took away the fruits of sin. Look at the next verse. Those are that's in the next verse. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Even so, Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. The sins of many. So all the sins that you have committed and you will commit whatever. He has paid and taken away both the nature of sin and the fruits, the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at what the Lord, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has done for us. He's paid for sin and he has paid for sins as the high priest with his own blood. Brothers and sisters, we have every cause to be grateful to this man. This perfect, God's perfect man and man's perfect God has made the sacrifice for us. And he needs to be appreciated. Lift up your hands, right up, rise up. Thank him for this sacrifice, this great sacrifice that he has made for you. Thank him. Thank him for all the things that he has done. For carrying the curse. Oh Jesus, we are grateful for carrying the curse. Thank him for taking care of generational curses. Yes. Thank him for taking away the nature of sin and obtaining eternal redemption for you once and for all. Once and for all. Thank him for taking and absorbing you from all sins, all the effects of sins that you commit. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. I think he deserves our thanksgiving, isn't it? I think he deserves our thanksgiving. He deserves our worship. Done, Lord, what you will do, Lord, give you all the praise.
Malagadabayaba. All the glory belongs. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. This week, God is going to be walking around you and walking in you and helping you achieve greatness on every day of your life. Yes. Because you are going out knowing that you are forgiven. Yes. You have eternal redemption. Therefore, you can live confidently with him. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.